No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Esther invites the king and Haman to two banquets. When the king can't sleep, he reads about how Mordecai stopped an assassination plot against him. He decides to honor Mordecai before all the people. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Esther chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. Queen Esther had taken her life into her own hands, but it was the only way for her to save her people. Knowing that Haman had convinced the king to sign a decree that would exterminate all the Jews, Esther called for her elder cousin, Mordecai, to gather the Jews outside the palace, and she would gather her maids inside the palace. They would all fast from food and water for three days. Then Esther would approach the king on behalf of her people. Now, since he had not called for her, according to the royal law, she could die. Her only hope would be that the king would extend the golden scepter to her. We continue today in Esther chapter 5. Now, it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. It would have taken great courage for Esther to approach the king, But Esther was prepared. How? She had waited on the Lord. As we are told in Isaiah 40, 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When we lack courage, if we will wait on the Lord in worship and prayer, Then we will renew our strength, and he will show us what to do. Believe it. Now Esther stood in faith and courage before the king. And when the king saw his queen standing in the royal court, she found favor or grace in his sight. Isn't that what has happened to each of us who have stood in faith before our King Jesus? We have found grace in his sight, and he calls us his bride. Then the king extended the golden scepter to Esther, meaning that she had been accepted and she need not fear. Likewise, we are accepted in the beloved Jesus Christ. If we would but touch the golden scepter of God's promises, then we would not fear. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. So Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman went to the banquet that Esther had prepared. No doubt, while Esther, her maids, and the Jews were fasting, God was preparing the king's heart. We read in Proverbs 21, 1, 
The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. When the king saw Esther, his heart was so touched that he was willing to give her whatever she wanted, even up to half the kingdom. Esther would make her request known, but she had a plan that would build appreciation and anticipation. And she would take her time to execute that plan flawlessly. She invited the king and Haman to the banquet she prepared for him. So the king and Haman went with Esther. Now at the banquet of wine, the king said to Esther, What is your petition? It shall be granted you. What is your request? Up to half the kingdom. It shall be done. Then Esther answered and said, My petition and request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the banquet which I will prepare for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king has said. By serving them a delicious meal of food and wine, Esther made the king and Haman feel appreciated. When the king asked Esther what she wanted, she replied that she wanted them to attend a second banquet, which would build anticipation. If you are asking a favor of someone, make sure you go over the top in blessing them first. They will be much more inclined to return the favor Perhaps this was what Esther was thinking, but God was using Esther's plan to work out something else in the king's heart about which Esther could have never known. So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate and that he did not stand or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Haman left the palace skipping along and whistling a tune. He had not one but two private banquets with the king and queen. Life is good. But then he saw Mordecai in the king's gate and he didn't bow down or tremble in his presence. So immediately Haman's gladness was replaced with indignation. After all, Mordecai was doomed and he should have been groveling before him. At least that's what Haman thought. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home and sent and called for his friends and his wife Zeresh. Then Haman told them of the great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him and how he had advanced him above the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said besides, Queen Esther invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared, and tomorrow I am again invited by her along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai, the Jew, sitting at the king's gate. Haman's conceit was incredible. First, he calls for his friends and his wife so he can just talk about himself. Second, he boasts about all his riches, children, and prestige, and that he was invited to two banquets with the king and queen. Third, he complains to them that all this means nothing as long as Mordecai sits at the king's gate. It's true. Misery loves company. 
Haman couldn't wait to vomit his bitter poison on his wife and friends. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows be made fifty cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, so he had the gallows made. Now this is what you call evil counsel, or telling somebody what they want to hear. With friends like that, who needs enemies? Of course, the evil plot appealed to Haman because he hated Mordecai. The gallows he made were probably a wooden pole 75 feet tall on which he would have Mordecai impaled and made a public spectacle. Chapter 6. That night, the king could not sleep, so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the Chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers, who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. The king couldn't sleep that night, so he had the royal records read to him. I guess that would be a cure for insomnia, Of all the places to read, they opened the book to the account of Mordecai when he had stopped the assassination attempt on the king several years earlier. A mere coincidence? I don't think so. Then the king said, What honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servants who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. The king thought it prudent to repay this good deed that had been done to him by Mordecai. So the king said, Who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. The king's servants said to him, Haman is there standing in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. You see, even though the book of Esther does not once mention the name of God, We see through eyes of faith God working behind the scenes to turn the course of events around for his people. Go figure the odds. Haman comes to ask the king to impale Mordecai, and at the same time, the king wants to honor Mordecai. This is what we call an extraordinary turn of events. So Haman came in and the king asked him, What shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, Whom would the king delight to honor more than me? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delights to honor, let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn, and a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor, then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Haman was so conceited that he imagined the king wouldn't want to honor anybody but him. He indulged his self-glorification in imagining the honor he could receive before the entire city. Foolish Haman. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested, and do so for Mordecai the Jew, who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone of all that you have spoken. 
I would love to have seen the look on Haman's face when he heard those words. So Haman took the robe and the horse, arrayed Mordecai, and led him on horseback through the city square and proclaimed before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. Can you imagine how humiliating this would have been for Haman? He had to lead Mordecai, his worst enemy, around the city square and proclaim the honor of the one he hated and intended to murder. Indeed, the words Haman publicly declared must have been gravel in his mouth. Now, I hope you see that this incredible turn of events could have only been orchestrated by God. The good that Mordecai had done was repaid to him, and the evil Haman intended to do was being repaid to him. We all reap what we sow. The mill of God's justice grinds slowly, but exceedingly fine. As we shall see next time. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please call or text us at 208 219-4860. That's 208-319-4860. Next time, we'll see what turn of events occurs when Haman and the king attend Esther's banquet. It's an amazing story of God working behind the scenes to curse those who curse his people. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Esther on Simply the Bible.